everyone, my name is Rachel Moses and I am Multimedia Editor for Thorax BMG and you are listening to our podcast series. Today I am joined by Professor Alex Ricketer, who is Professor of Clinical Immunology at the Institute of Immunology and Immunotherapy at the University of Birmingham and Consultant Immunologist at the University of Birmingham Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust. And we are today talking to her about her team's manuscript entitled SARS-CoV-2, Seroprevalence and Asymptomatic Viral Carriage in Healthcare Workers, a Cross-Sectional Study. So thanks, Alex, for joining us. Absolute pleasure. I'm delighted to be able to share this with you. Now, I've read this paper and I've read a lot of COVID papers, and this is such an important paper. And I want you to think back to when we were in the midst of this pandemic, March, April time. Now, where did this concept come from for this study? As you remember back, Rachel, um, at the midst of that pandemic, it was so confusing. Um, at the University Hospitals Birmingham, we had a huge surge in patients. Um, at one point, we were getting five patients an hour coming through. Um, so there was a lot of confusion. Um, our staff were working very hard. And at the time, there was no testing. Um, we had some limited testing for patients, but we didn't have staff testing, um, partly because we didn't have the capacity and some of the tests just weren't available. And so discussing with the trust, we felt that we wanted to start testing our staff to understand what their exposure to the virus had been and whether there were any lessons we could learn as an organization to protect our staff going forward. So we set up this project and there was huge demand for it. Um, I've never recruited to a study so fast in my life. We recruited 545 members of staff in 20 hours from a Friday through to a Saturday on the 24th and 25th of April. I mean, that in itself is incredible. And I know you used a variety of platforms to, to um, recruit your staff, including social media. So it's really apt when I'm recording this to really explain the full benefit. So the methodology is really sound. I mean, it's there in the paper. I really want to concentrate on this podcast on the findings though. So can you tell me the bottom line and then we'll work from there and kind of unpicking the importance of that. I think the key finding from this paper, which we were able to communicate to our staff, was that they were at a higher risk. So healthcare workers were at a higher risk of exposure to the virus than the general population. So we did two types of testing for this study. We did PCR viral testing to look for active virus at the time. And then we also did antibody testing with a combined IgGAM antibody test against the spike protein. And what the antibody test tells us is prior exposure to the virus and that individual has produced an antibody or an immune response to the virus. And what we found that by that third week of April, 
already 24.4% of our staff had been exposed to SARS-CoV-2 or this COVID-19 virus. And what was fascinating was at that point in time, so in that 20 hours, 2.4% of our staff were actually carrying the virus at that time. They were well, so they were asymptomatic and they were at work. So that asymptomatic carriage highlighted to us this risk that not only were healthcare workers at a higher risk, but they were potentially a vector of transmission for the virus, not just within the hospital. So we're fairly sure that there was patient to healthcare worker and healthcare worker to patient transmission. But you've got to remember that we were all key workers. And so we were traveling on public transport and we were out and about because we had to get from our homes to work. So what we wanted to do as well to understand this risk is look a little deeper at where our healthcare workers were working within the hospital. Um, now we did this by area because a lot of people had been redeployed and so we asked where people had worked in that six weeks prior to the study starting. Now, we presumed that our intensive care workers were going to have had the highest risk. At the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, we had the highest number of deaths anywhere in the UK. So we had a huge number of patients and those really, really sick patients were on the ITU. And on the ITU, there are a number of aerosolizing procedures that had to take place. And so we had assumed that these healthcare workers would be at the highest risk. What we found, however, was that working in ITU was relatively protective compared to other areas like housekeepers, so the cleaners, and then your acute and your general physicians, so your respiratory medics and those healthcare workers that work in acute medicine and general medicine. Now this was an observational study, so it wasn't set up to um, determine um, these factors for certain, but what we have considered from looking at this data is that something like PPE and the protective equipment that the individuals were wearing may well play an important part in this finding. So on the intensive care unit, um, the, the staff were wearing FFP3, and this contrasts with acute medicine and the cleaners that were wearing surgical masks. So it is possible because potentially the exposure to the virus was very similar between the acute physicians and the acute, um, the, those healthcare workers working in acute medicine, that the exposure to patients was fairly similar but actually the difference between the groups was potentially the FFP3 and there are further government studies investigating 
um, some of these findings at the moment. We also thought a little bit about the individual and we, we looked at demographic factors and we did find that being a black or ethnic minority ethnicity was associated with a higher risk of being previously exposed to the virus and so were antibody positive. So all these factors are important for considering what's going to happen this winter. Um, cases are on the rise. Are we going to have another surge? If there is, how do we protect our healthcare workers this winter? And let's think also about not just for SARS-CoV-2, but having intensively investigated healthcare workers, are there lessons that we can learn for not just other pandemics, but our seasonal infections? Influenza has a massive impact on the NHS every winter. Are there lessons we can learn from this to protect our healthcare workers from flu, but also to protect our communities because we suspect that it is likely that healthcare workers are at a higher risk of infection than the general population. I mean, you've just summarised the whole um, of a lot of the article there in great detail and so beautifully. I think the take home message for me is that the PPE works and in ICU um, there was a feeling of being protected and feeling protected as a staff member and the lessons we can learn from that in terms of pandemic and potential surge and how we can protect staff you know with more the more information we have and also the um the public health england report and the disparity findings between those of black asian minority ethnic background and what we the importance of that and what we need to future learn and understand so i would just want to say a massive thank you for even thinking of the concept in performing this study in such a challenging time um just massive respect to you and the team for that and what is a healthcare worker myself is so important so thank you so much thank you so much rachel it's great to talk to you so if you would like to read this paper in full there is a hyperlink underneath this podcast and please feel free to leave comments here or via our facebook or twitter page at forexbmg thank you very much Thank you.